Welcome to Literally, the podcast where we literally take you through the entire process of building a business and creating a lit up life. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach for high-performing women that wanna live a lit up life while creating the impact and income they desire in their business. I bring my unique education and expertise to the table to help my clients create big results and move through big blocks. What makes this podcast so unique is that you'll hear one client's weekly coaching sessions for six months. These are recordings of our actual coaching sessions, so you'll see their unique challenges and strategies, their ups and downs, and their wins and losses. You'll also get to hear exactly how I coach them through it. I'm so excited for you to join us on this behind-the-scenes journey and gain insight into building your own lit-up life and the business that you desire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to session one. Oh my gosh. I am just so excited. And honestly, this is also the most nervous I've ever been for a literally season, which probably seems funny in a sense, because obviously we have such a longstanding relationship and Sabrina already has incredible results. But the reason I am more nervous for this season, I think is because I do wonder how it's going to translate just to be perfectly honest. I think that we have a really long-standing relationship and connection that I do wonder how it will come across a little bit, but like, that's the exciting part of this, right? Is, is being real about what it looks like, even if it doesn't come across in the perfect way. So I'm really excited to just get to take you guys behind the scenes and show you this. I'm especially excited for you to listen to this session because it's so basic, right? Like I would say this is just like a a very basic decision-making call, but it's helpful to hear that from a business owner that's so far along because I want you to be able to see that she's making a lot of the same decisions y'all are making in your business in terms of what goes where in the calendar. I want you to see that I'm not saying anything revolutionary or crazy like, we're just doing the work that goes into running a big business. And you know, a lot of that is unsexy sometimes. It's just like, what dates, what price point, what are we doing? And that's kind of what we do today. And so I think it'll be really, really helpful. But overall, just so, so excited to dive into this season and really, really hope you enjoy session one. Oh my gosh, first one, how you feeling? I don't want to say nervous because then you're going to be like, okay, we're not going to do it canceled, but I think a little nervous just because (laughs) less about people hearing it and more about the fact that I have to like try hard for six months. You know what I mean? Yep. Shit's real. Yeah. Big change. I know. I was not prepared for this this morning. I like got on zoom. I was ready for like the norm and here we are. A little bit different, but I'm ready. A little bit different. Okay. So what's going on? How was dog fest? Dog fest was so fun. I feel like a mom who took her kid to Disney and is exhausted, but it was really fun. I went to bed at like 9 PM last night, (laughs) which is like the earliest you've gone to bed in like seven years, 18 years. Yeah. 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 But no, it was really fun. So I'm glad. And we've got some more fun things planned to do as a family when we all get back from America and Australia. So that'll be nice. So good. Okay, so America's end of this month wins Australia. Same time. So when I go, he'll go. Oh, okay. You're not like going to meet him. No, just because uh, it just doesn't line up schedule wise. Like it doesn't make sense because when the school holidays are over there is when I'm doing my retreat and things like that. So next time. So you leave when? September 21st or September 20th. Okay. TBD. Flights need to be booked. You should get on that. That's a, that's a this week task. Okay. All right. So what's going on? What decisions do we need to make here that I know we have not, well, we have made, but that we are not sticking to having made. Yeah. So I was reflecting on like, what do I want to work on today? And I think what it kind of comes down to is I need to get really clear on what my priorities are Mm -hmm. in terms of what I'm selling. And I also need to make a decision on like, what's the transformation that I want to facilitate at some of my offer suite levels. And I think I've kind of wavered a lot because I've been so focused on structure, which is the exact opposite of what my clients do. I always tell them start with the transformation first. And I think I just kind of fucked myself on that one and didn't take my own advice. So 
now we get to do that. I think that's true. I also think that you are just really good at playing devil's advocate for any transformation or any side. And that's sort of the problem too. So I think like, well, I mean, I've done all of them over the last five and a half years. Like I've literally done everything from start your business to make $3 million, $4 million, whatever. Like I've done all of it. And so now it's like, okay, well, what do I really want to focus on or double down on? And like, I'm good at all of it. So I think that's where I've just kind of tripped. And I've also done every type of container ever. I've done small group programs. I've done big ones. I've done courses. I've done masterminds. I've done private. I've done events. So I think I just need to get like super clear on what my priorities are there and just narrow down. And also like, I think aside from the transformation, super clear on which one you actually like. So you just gave me a perfect explanation for why the first decision should be which one do you like the most since you've done so many of them. All right, guys. So I really want to talk about sales priorities when you have a lot of offers. So initially that's kind of what Sabrina is bringing to this is like, I just have to get my priorities straight here. And I think that's really, really important. And I think a lot of business owners don't put enough forethought to that. They are kind of just selling whatever comes up in the moment. And I think that that can work, but I also think that it is typically not working as well as you want it to. So really being able to go, hey, we have a very large suite of offers. What's our priority? What makes the most sense? What's making our business the most money? What's feeling the best? What are our opportunities? So, you know, it can feel hard to squeeze it all in. And I know that can sound ridiculous in some ways if you are starting out and you don't have a lot of offers yet, but the further along that you get and the more you have multiple irons in the fire, so to speak, the more you have to get really, really clear on what your priorities are. And so if you're listening to this, I just want you to ask yourself, like, have I really gotten clear on what my sales priorities are? Do I know what the most important tasks are for me to do to make the sales I want to make? And do I know which programs I should be focusing on to do that? If you don't know that answer, that's totally okay. But it's really time to sit down and evaluate that because it will make such a difference in terms of hitting not only your monthly, but your yearly revenue goals. I think I've always enjoyed masterminds or like group experiences just because I genuinely think people learn better in community, but I also feel like Mm -hmm. that's more sustainable for most people. Yep. I mean, obviously like I'm in private coaching, but I feel like we're just kind of a different dynamic because I think what I said on our kind of get to meet you episode is it feels more like family for me. So like I can't really go break up with my mom to join a mastermind, you know? So not that you would let me, I mean, you would, but you'd be like, bitch, you're coming back. I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. So that's exactly what I would do. I would be like, absolutely go ahead. And then I would be like, talk to you soon. Yeah. See you in a minute. So I just want to address this comment that Sabs made jokingly about leaving me for a mastermind and how she said, like, I would let her go, but expect her to come back. And so I really wanted to say a little something about that because I think it's really relevant here, which is that if your clients are having a great experience with you, sometimes they are going to want to test other experiences because they think coaching's amazing because they're having a great experience with you. And that's not always bad. It's not bad necessarily if someone thinks, wow, this experience was great. Like, I wonder what another experience would be like. And they might need to do that to see what that's like and then circle back around to you. I've absolutely had clients that that's happened with where they, maybe I'm even their first coach, they have a tremendous experience. They think, okay, cool. If this was this amazing, what else is there? They go try something else. And then they come back to me later on being like, ah, I didn't get it at the time, but I really, really value our container even more than I did before and want to do that work. And so that's kind of the point of like, it would be okay to like, quote unquote, let someone go. Not that, you know, we have any control over that, but I mean, in terms of just like really doing that internally, letting go and really also know and believe that your work isn't done and that they will likely circle back. So obviously I don't um, anticipate that that's what's going to happen here, but I think it's just important to comment on that because it can feel like the way to quote unquote, be a great coach is if someone stays forever. And I don't think that that's actually true. I think 
some of the things I'm most proud of in my business are clients that have maybe even come and gone over the years, but like always circle back to our work and our relationship. And I think that that's really telling and really beautiful and is just as much a testament to success as someone staying with you the entire time. And so just really wanted to share that and normalize that piece here. I've always liked masterminds. I also really like in-person events, but I don't like having that be a part of the program anymore just because of COVID. Now you just have no idea if you can actually deliver that. So I don't want to have like a backlog of events that I need to deliver. So I've really enjoyed having add-on events this year that people could choose to go to. Like I had like nine or 10 people sign up for Tampa with like four weeks notice. They went from like Mexico, Canada, all over the States. And that was pretty, pretty rad. I like courses where I deliver a module because I feel like a lot of times there's a lack of education in the space where like people kind of take quick hits and random Instagram posts and try to piece together a strategy. And like my courses are really comprehensive. So like, I'm very proud of Abundant AF and sold out sales. And I definitely want to redo launch baby launch, but that course has even years later recorded in 2018. It still gets so much love. And now everyone and their mom has a launch course, mm-hmm. launch baby launch times. And I do like private, but I think it really just depends on the person. Yeah. That's not like a forward facing sales thing we're doing. So the, the thing that we need to decide on most is accelerator based on what you're saying. And then yeah. also, I think we need to talk about priorities in terms of like, I mean, you know, I've been saying this forever, but I think millionaire needs to be getting more love yep. and more of a priority. I agree with that. When is the last time you sold that? Like launched millionaire? Just like graze the surface. Like when's the last time? So like people find it and they buy it. So there's that, but like actually promoted it maybe 10 months. Exactly. Do you see how this is ridiculous? Yeah, but also how nice is it that people just like buy and pay me 32K without even me having to launch something? So nice. Pretty rad, right? Imagine how much money you're leaving on the table (laughs) if that's what happens when people just find it. So I want to talk about how it can seem like the best business is one where you don't have to sell that much. And like, obviously Sabrina has really built an incredible brand where a lot of her offers do sell without her having to put forth a ton of selling effort. But you know, of course that's been built over many, many years, but where we're ultimately leaving money on the table is when we're not selling, even if we have a great business and income, like this is not something to pedestal that Like we do that in our industry so much. It's like we put not selling on a pedestal, but then want to make all the money that selling allows us to make. And it gets very confusing. And so I just want to make sure that we're like level setting that perspective here of like Sabrina has created an incredible business and she's just leaving money on the table, not selling as much as she could be. And obviously that's okay. Sometimes it's fine to leave money on the table. And it's of course something we're going to work to shift even more this season, but I just don't want us to get to a place where we think doing normal business tasks like selling is somehow bad or like we have to get the result, but we can't put in the effort because that backs us into a corner and leaves us feeling stuck. So please know that there is absolutely nothing wrong with selling more. And if you're not, you're probably leaving money on the table and you get to decide what that looks like and how you might want to shift that. What I've been working on with the team is just cleaning up a lot of the content processes. So I think what makes sense for millionaires just to have like some weekly promo and conversation around that. Yeah. So the one thing that I never do anymore is I never share client wins. Yep. And like I had a client yesterday that she just had her fourth 20 K cash month in a row. And like, she's been posting a 20 K plus, right? So I think last month was a 30 K month and every single month she posts this. And I've never once shared that because I don't know, maybe it's just become so like normalized to me that this is just like the amount of clients I have in the wins that I literally never share them. So I figured a weekly wins real focus kind of more so on millionaire wins would make a lot of sense. But then also since Tuesdays are basically millionaire days for me, since that's when I do my pods, just maybe like more content around the conversations happening there, but just making that more processed. Yeah, totally. And then I don't know if also pick like five days a month where I just go like pretty hard promoing it and telling people to apply. And that's just the thing I do every month. 
I personally like it being a more consistent week by week thing because I think it's a little bit harder for us mm -hmm. to just carve out a week or something because usually you have other stuff going on, whether that's like a master class or another small program or something like that. And so I think like if it's more of like a consistent conversation rather than trying to carve out a week each month, I think that that's going to stress you out and put you behind more than it's going to put you ahead. Yeah. I just, I'm wondering if like, cause let's say like more so stories and reels is where some of that weekly stuff is happening, but like feed based or even like hard Instagram stories, pitch based. Yep. If I should have like a little mini launch each month. So it's also just a habit, like not one or the other, but both. Why can't you do a hard pitch once a week? I can. I'm just wondering if like, instead of a one day thing, like doing it many days back to back is my point. Well, potentially, I think we have to look at the calendar though. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. 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 Because like, again, you have master classes, you have other offers, you have other things. So potentially yeah. I think like maybe there are some months where you can carve that out and some months where you can't, because I think like what you traditionally yeah. feel overwhelmed by is when we're trying to cram way too much in. And so we just want to make sure that that's not what's mm -hmm. happening. Okay. Well, we'll start with pitching once a week and we can always reassess later. Well, let's look, I mean, t literally today, let's look at the calendar and be like, when might it have a week as well? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do that now or later? Now is good. Okay. Let me just pull up my calendar. Because that's also, I think we also need to have that in mind when we're talking about priorities. So next week is the iconic masterclass. And then October is kind of up in the air just because I have to decide what's going on with Rich Witch. So one idea I had for Rich Witch was to potentially make it a free thing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I thought that would be a fun idea. Maybe like a free money manifestation masterclass. The only thing though is I'm doing vision board party for free in December. So I'm not sure if I want to keep it paid, but I haven't done a free thing in a while. So I thought that could be a fun idea. I think that's a really fun idea. What we also talked about was doing the Rich Witch Mini Mind. So what if you did a free masterclass and sold into that? I think it would be yeah, really fun I for you to do something free though. I think it's been a really long time. So what's really helpful to see here is that it still serves even a very successful business to do free offers. Like I'm very excited that we're talking about Sabrina doing a new free offer because it really serves her purpose here. I think that it's so easy to think that only businesses that do free offers are new or something like that. And that is just so not the case. Obviously, Sabrina has done many paid masterclasses and makes a really, really great income off those. And there are still times where we would decide to do a free offer over that because what we're getting out of that is actually more than like what the equivalent of what we would make on a paid one is, right? In terms of getting out of that, I mean like the exposure to new audiences, more people seeing it, people coming for the first time that are then going to become buyers of many other things, right? And so I think we really have to stop this narrative that like you only do it for free if, and I'm using hand quotes for free, right? Cause like it obviously gives something back to you, but like you only do it for free if like you're new or something's wrong or whatever. And that is so not the case. It serves businesses at every level to strategically use free offers in their marketing and sales process. I wanted to kind of make my podcast be more of my free thing, but I think it would be fun to do something live. Plus I feel like money mindset is such a good free live topic. It really is. Okay. And then we can talk about what comes off that. Yeah. So I had originally put October 27th for rich, Witch, but if we're doing it earlier in the month, then we can still run a mini mind over like before black Friday, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So I would maybe move that to like October 5th or something. Okay. I think that looks good. Cause when do you come home? Oh yeah, that's perfect. You have plenty of time. Yeah. So I think that works well. And then black Friday bootcamp, I need to make a decision there. So typically it runs for five days, the first week of November. And I do it Monday through Friday, but Monday is Halloween. So I'm not sure if I want to do that. So I'm not sure if I should condense black Friday bootcamp to three days instead of five days and do it November 1st through 3rd, or if I want to move it to the last week of 
October and do it like October 24th through 28th. And I already have the sales page for this, I'm pretty sure, and the branding. I can pull up for you the notes on what I cover every year so you can see that. And then you can tell me if you think I can condense. So day one is what to sell. Day two is pricing strategies. Day three, content calendar. Day four, preparing your assets. Day five, finishing strong. So I could maybe condense day one, like what to sell and pricing strategies and do those together. Day two, I could do content calendar and preparing your assets. And day three could be like finishing strong in mindset. And honestly, you could even do like finishing strong slash preparing your assets is the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I will condense that. So Black Friday bootcamp can be a three-day bootcamp plus a fourth day could be a Q&A. Do we want to do it then November 1st through the 4th? So then it's three days. And then the fourth would be like your, your Q&A. Okay. Do I want to do the Q&A the day after, or maybe like a week after so people have time to digest? I think just do it the day after. The only reason I would say do it the fourth is just because I feel like people have such limited time until Black Friday after that. And so just kind of like condensing it into yeah. that week probably makes the most sense. And then you have space. Yeah. I thought another option could be the week of Black Friday to have like a little power hour, like raw, raw, get ready for it. Add That's on. cute. I like that a lot. So we'll condense. So it's three teaching days plus one Q&A. And then potential surprise bonus is week of Black Friday. We do a power hour. I really like that. And then I'm not sure if I want to do a VIP offer here, like Voxer support through the Black Friday weekend. I mean, I might be kind of hungover, so who knows? <laughs> from the fourth, from the fourth on kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Just I think it depends. What, let's table that for a second and go back to what are you doing with Rich Witch? So if we are doing a mini okay. mind, how long does that go? How much? Like, I just don't want you to overcommit here. But I like that. I mean, I like that idea. Yeah. Or even just like a Black Friday boot camp one on one intensive. Like, they can do boot camp and then do like a 45 minute game plan review with me. Yeah. And then I'm not like doing ongoing boxer support. So if we do Rich Witch as a free masterclass on the 5th, in terms of mini mind time, I was thinking four to six weeks. So four weeks would take you right into Black Friday boot camp, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could go a little bit over. Like, I would say I would want to be done by November 18th latest because I take the entire week of Thanksgiving off. So if they started the 7th of October or the 10th, it would be week one, week two, week three, week four week five, week six, they could do six weeks total with me if we started on the 10th. Okay. So it's the 10th to the what? 18th? Yeah. October 10th through November 18th. Okay. How are you feeling about that? Like, does that feel like, like what does that feel like? I mean, I know we've talked about like, you kind of want to be in the business more, you want to be doing more, but timing wise, how does that feel like yeah. six weeks? No, that feels good. I mean, I did six weeks for Rich Girl Spring, and I'm pretty sure I actually gave them like a bonus week or two. So time-wise, I feel like that's a good amount of time. I think I just need to kind of decide the structure of that and like price it accordingly. So I definitely have- and how, how much you want to be in it. Yeah. So Abundant AF is kind of like the money mindset manifestation thing that we do every year and that launches in January. So there's still like a big gap between that, but I feel like the vibe for rich, which was more so just to play with like manifesting bigger numbers and like being very money specific. So we had talked about doing a paid masterclass series. We had talked about doing a free masterclass. We talked about a mini mind. I like the idea of doing a free masterclass. Into a, a mini mind. I think so. Okay, so what if it was more like fourth quarter specific? Yeah, I think that works. In terms of like, you know, the manifesting, like the, the strong best end of the year. quarter, strong end of the year, all that kind of stuff. So it's like still very different from abundant yeah. AF. And also like it feels very like sprinty, so to speak. Yeah. 
every year um, I do a training called how to make 10K before the end of the year. So this will be my third year doing that. So I could just basically like take that energy and training and just put it into a rich, which money mind, like cash Mm -hmm. sprint before the end of the year. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what do I want to price that at? How much do you want to show up in it? Like, what do, you, what do you think that looks like from you in terms of commitment? Probably three to four group calls, I would say. So, like, weekly or biweekly. Okay. Like, biweekly plus, like, a maybe, like, a deeper dive at the beginning or something. And then have four. Yeah. So, I'd say, like, four calls. Yep. And then group boxer. What, um, what's the most similar thing that we've done to this? Besides Rich Girl Spring. Well, I used to do a mini mind back in 2017. That the was sales six one, weeks. Right? Yeah. And I think that was maybe like five or six K for six weeks. But that also included a VIP day in London. It was also 2017. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vintage. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I'm, that's, I think that range makes sense here, obviously, minus a VIP day. What do you feel? I mean, especially if they're getting boxer access, they're getting frequent calls, they're getting actual trainings. Yeah. yeah. I know we had talked about like even something priced at like 1200 and just doing like big volume, but maybe that just wouldn't be exciting. I think it's just like the turnaround time is basically immediate, right? So like the master class is the fifth and like people need to decide then and there to start on the 10th. So I'm not sure if I should price it a little bit lower. So rich girl spring, I think was only like 800, but we had a lot of uptake and it was a very no brainer type of price point. Yeah. It was also like a funny offer to a certain extent. Like it was like, we're going to talk about like what champagne glasses to buy. It wasn't like, Hey, let's get you set up for like a fourth quarter sprint. So I think like, Yes, and there's still a differential here. That's true. So what if we what if we meet in the middle? What if we go like three nine nine nine? Yeah, I think going any lower than that for like ongoing boxer access, small group calls with you, that kind of thing, just doesn't serve your other offers. Do I want to limit it to like ten people? I mean, I think if you're gonna do like group boxer and stuff like that, we probably do want to limit. Yeah, I would say like 10 to 12. Yeah. Do I want to pre-sell it at all for the people who might know that they want it? I don't think you need to. I don't think it's because it's such a small sale window anyway. I don't think that we need to like add additional urgency. I think that's pretty much the urgency. Okay. And do I want to sweeten the deal with like a one-on-one call or anything like that? What do you think? Do they need a one-on-one call to like get the transformation of the container? I don't think so. I think it's always nice to either have like a one-on-one call or like one-on-one boxer or something, but I don't think it's necessary now, especially not at that price point. Right. Exactly. I mean, what you could do is do like a, a VIP option of it that also comes with like boxer for that whole time or one-on-one boxer rather. Do you want to do that instead? So it's not like more call commitments or I like that. So like VIP, but I mean, six weeks of one-on-one boxer upsell VIP. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like 7,500 or 6k. So they're basically getting the mastermind, the mini mind for free. And they're just paying for boxer at that point. Yeah. I like that. Okay. That works. Okay. So dates we've got rich, witch free the fifth master club, the mini mind kicking off the 10th running through November 18th. Black Friday boot camp will be November 1st through 3rd plus a Q and a day on the fourth. Yep. And that power hour. And then, yeah. And then in December we'll have 2023 sales planning on the seventh and then the vision board party on the 28th. Look at you. Oh. Okay. So where does, millionaire fit in here well i do feel like there's a lot of open space to be able to yeah yeah Mm -hmm. agree we also have to decide if i'm doing a round of sold out sales before the end of the year that's the only place where i feel like a rich witch mini mind and sold out sales might compete 
We had talked about doing it in November. Is that right? Yeah, like middle of October to middle of November. Okay. Rich Witch Goes Tell starts the 10th. So basically we have that would work if we went right into mm. sold out sales. But you're just worried that the same people want both of those offers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had talked about having Black Friday Bootcamp as a bonus for people who sign up for sold out sales. What if you did this? Instead of 3999 or something, what if we go up to like 4500 or something like that for Rich Witch, 4250 whatever, you know, doesn't matter. But um, And then they just get sold out sales program as part of it so that those two aren't really competing, but you're also giving your audience a tease that sold out sales is coming. Yeah, I think that works. Okay. And then we would just have to go really hard on sold out sales pretty much immediately. And then Black Friday Bootcamp, I think I would need to pre-sell that in like September and sprinkle it into October. Mm-hmm. But it's a bonus of sold out sales. Yeah. So we have a lot that we can do to talk about both. Like it doesn't really like limit us. Yeah. I could probably yeah. pre-sell sold out sales in early bird in September. Mm-hmm. So that would run mid-October to mid-November. I think it's really time for you to launch another course again. I don't think you've done that in a really long time. And sold out sales is so good. I had one chick who took it and she made like 30K that month. The time has come. Like, when is the last time you launched a course? January, a bunch and a half. Mm, does that count? Yeah. Why would it not count? A bunch and a half is a course. I know, but did you really launch it? Yeah, I really did. I like really made six figures plus from that launch. I really did. But did you actually fully play that out? Do you not remember all the reels I did? I remember you being a little half-assed. Still made a lot of money, though. When was the last time I launched launched like a psycho, do you mean? Well, you don't have to be a psycho, but yeah, like actually we're like, I'm launching and I'm going to act like I'm launching. Um, oh, what year was that? <laughs> I'm feeling like 2019, 2020. Definitely 2019. You for sure didn't in 2020. I think 2020. Yeah. Abundant AF was had a big ass year in 2020. Okay, that's true. That's true. In 2020, yep, that's true. Abundant AF. Okay, great. So you've gotten some space under your belt here. So I think this season you'll probably hear me coach in a way you haven't heard me coach before. And one of the things you will probably hear is that I will be a lot tougher on Sabrina than maybe I have been in the past. And the reason is, is because one, that is our dynamic. Two, that is what she responds really well to. And three, we have so much of that relationship foundation built that there is safety in doing that. And so it feels important for me to say that because one, I want you to guys to understand the context of what's going on here. But also what I really, really want to be clear on is that this is not necessarily how I would coach a new client. Like the safety and relationship first is everything. So I can give her a really hard time. Like if you guys have uh, followed her on Instagram, you know her favorite thing is to like screenshot something where I call her an asshole and then publish it. (laughs) But our strength is there foundationally so that she knows I'm not serious and there's nothing you know, impactful about that in a negative way. Whereas for a client that I was maybe coaching for the first time, I wouldn't be there yet. I wouldn't do that yet. I would be much, much more concerned about building the connection and the relationship and prioritizing that. So just know that this can evolve as you coach clients and as you figure out, number one, what works best for them, but number two, as you've really built that rock solid foundation. So many of the clients that have been with me for a long time will probably know that I coach them differently now than I maybe did at the beginning. And that isn't bad. Like that's how we warm up to one another. That's how we create safety. That's how we build these really solid foundations that let us have even tougher conversations. So context for this season and also context that like if you don't coach that way, initially that's not a bad thing. Building the safety first is really everything. Yes. I'm just worried that it's going to be a really tight window to sell sold out sales. Mm-hmm. But I will put all these dates in the calendar and make them work. Well, I mean, listen, we don't like, I think 
we don't have to add it in if you don't want to. I think we just have to figure out like when are these things happening so that you can have Mm -hmm. an actual course launch that you feel like you can play full out. So if you feel like that's not going to be this, like I think it's more than okay to move it. Yeah. Well, I think it would be good to get it in before the end of the year. Um, What I was doing earlier this year with sold out sales is just selling it evergreen with like a new round starting every Monday. Right. And Mm -hmm. that had worked really, really well. But I think a forward facing launch would be really great there. I agree. I also think it's just a different component of your audience. Like even the people that we're talking about for Rich Witch are a totally different audience potentially or a different segment of your audience rather than those that would buy sold out sales, which is also a different segment than millionaire. And so like we just haven't done anything for like that segment of your audience that wants like a course from you in a really long time. Yeah. I guess the master classes, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think um, sold out sales, we can definitely put that for an October launch. And then I think November will just be millionaire plus black November. Done. Okay. And then if you have to change it, we have to change it. But it's like more because of like the sales plan needing to change, not because you're like, meh, undoing a launch. Yeah. I also thought Black Friday would be a good time to kick off whatever we decide with Accelerator. Yes, I totally agree. Because I almost feel like there's too much going on to pull that forward. Completely agree. And I think that all of this warms you up to that really, really beautifully. The free masterclass, sold out sales, like all of those things are perfect for the ultimate accelerator people. And so having the time to build up to that, since again, we haven't like, done as much for that segment of your audience, I think is what makes the most sense. But I think you should make the decision on what you're doing for Accelerator very rapidly, but I don't think we need to do anything. Yeah, I agree. ASAP. ASAP. Have to decide. Mm -hmm. Because it's driving you crazy. Or maybe better said, it's driving me crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have to decide that. Plus I'll have to decide legacy as well pretty soon. Okay. So today, are we deciding about Accelerator or what, what do we need to talk about there? I think we can decide today. I think okay. we can also f- touch on legacy today, potentially. So Accelerator, we have like three different versions of this copy because I keep going back and forth on what I want to do. Mm-hmm. The current copy that we have on the site is for... Let me actually check because I actually don't even know anymore. So we currently have it for a six-month program. Okay. And we have a waitlist page for it. And I get messages about it pretty much all the time. So, like, I know that there's people who want to buy it. I've just not really wanted to sell it to them. So we have that, then we did the copy over and let me see where we got to with that. Sales page. I'm pretty sure then we turned it into a 12 month. We definitely did turn it into a 12 month. I don't know if that's the exact copy, but yes, that is true. Yeah. So I think a lot of things that you're gonna hear this season are things where you're like, oh, it seems like that would be a a great, problem to have so to speak but it is a challenge nonetheless and so one of those challenges is that when it all works really well and you've done it all it can be way harder to decide what you want to do so for example sabrina mentioning that she has three versions of copy for a specific program well yeah because she's run it different ways and it's worked every one of those ways and so what can happen then is it gets even harder to make decisions sometimes because Number one, it all works pretty well. Number two, there's pros and cons and trade-offs to everything. And number three, your brain is just full of a lot more evidence for one thing or the other that can kind of get messy in terms of making a decision. And so I just really wanna normalize that where, you know, if you're a business owner that's much further along and you're finding it harder to make really solid decisions in your business, that makes sense. And sometimes that's why. And that's why having a coaching call like this, where we just knock out a bunch of decisions and 
you know, both bring our perspective to the table is really, really useful. Although it seems kind of basic because that's what you really need at a certain point is not so much the guidance of like, do it this way, but more the space to process like, okay, if there are three versions of this, what's the way that serves you and your people best right now? So really working hard to normalize that here and just wanting you guys to remember that like, yes, there are different problems as you grow, but they still can feel really challenging in the moment. And this is one of them. Yeah, I'll have to find it, but we had the copy redone and then we never acted on the copy. So yeah, we just have to decide what we're doing there. What's the third version The the last thing that we talked about or that hasn't been done yet. Just like to make it more of like an all access pass oh, to yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to find where that copy was. One of my team members did it, but we never acted on it. So I just don't know where it is, but it got turned into a 12 month. Okay. So what are you feeling now? I feel like oh, we I decided. See here it is 12 month coaching container for the woman who wants it all and wants it now. I just, I don't know. I'm looking back at my thing on what we decided last time. We said six months. 11999. Mm -hmm. What did we say? 699? No, no, that was like full price, 699. Yeah. They were getting you yeah. bi-weekly. What else do I have here? Okay, so what what are we going back on here? Um, I think length is a big one. And I think whether or not to include the master classes and courses and programs is another one, just because there is so much other stuff. Yeah. So what I found is that a lot of the accelerator people are buying the other master classes and programs anyway. And I feel like it would be great to just include that so they didn't have to think about it. Plus, I feel like it only helps them. Plus, then I don't have to do additional calls like they're getting me in that way. So, yeah, I know it's definitely been like a big value add for Millionaire. Like they love that they get all that stuff included because it's just more FaceTime with me every month. I think the big question for me is like, does that take away the value that you're offering to Millionaire? I don't think so. Because for me, I feel like the real value for Millionaire is just how intimate it is. So it's like you're going to be on a group coaching call with maybe like six other people max, like three times a month. Plus I'm the only person who's doing the Slack support there and making sure I answer all the questions. It's not like that's being supported by a co-coach. Okay. So you want to include it? I think so. <laughs> I'm just going to screen share to the, yeah, I know I'm being annoying, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's fine. I get to be annoying. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I the other piece I've just been trying to figure out is like where my audience is in all of this because I feel like the thing I've always been annoyed about is I feel like people are always like they I'm the vision board coach, right? So like when they're ready to scale to seven figures, I'm the person they go to. But when they want to get to six figures, they'll usually find somebody cheaper or like mm -hmm. they think they need a one on one. Coach, but then the one on one coach sucks and they're broke for like three years straight. And they're like, oh, I should have hired you early. I'm like, yeah, I know. I told you this. Mm hmm. Yeah. I feel like I have a good amount of people right now who I feel like would very comfortably invest 800 to 1100 a month ish. I think the question for you is what you said at the beginning of this call, which is like, that's fine. But do you feel like the transformation is there at that price point? Do you feel like you can deliver on that transformation at that price point? If the answer is yes, then obviously like that is a whole thing we can dive into. No. If the answer is no, then I think like, cause that's what we're seeing in our industry so much right now is like people trying to do all these like low ticket things and then people getting disheartened yeah. and disappointed by not getting the results. Well, I think what I don't want to do is just have it be a collection of like masterclasses. Cause I think there's no continuity there to like actually explain how like these strategies might fit into your business. Exactly. Um, like I want them to be a value add, not the main point. So what we've been doing in the accelerator for over a year now is we have daily group coaching calls Monday through Friday. Like you're not expected to go to all of them, but it's just like, we want to make sure there's always an option for you to attend one based on your schedule or time zone or whatever. And then 
there's like all the curriculum and all of the modules and things like that, which they get all the access to that up front. So there's just a lot of information there, but I think I like the community aspect of it. I do like the fact that it's 12 months, but I also get that maybe people are chicken shits and just want to do six months. Well, I think when you've done, the only downfall is like when you've done 12 months before, I think where you get annoyed is like the energy fizzles at the end. Well, I think if it's rolling enrollment, then that doesn't really happen as much. And I found that the energy hasn't fizzled with this one. Like everyone's like asking me like how they can resign or like what's happening next year. I'm just like, oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. So I feel like it's really worked. Like the current vibe has really worked. And I think a lot of the people who are the ones who are most excited are the ones who have been adding on the master classes. Okay. So basically you want to do the exact same thing. You just want to add on all the other stuff basically. Okay. But is that for real, for real? Or are we going to decide this today? And then next week, we're going to talk about it being six months. I mean, I just don't like six months. I just don't, I feel like to get to 10 K months, which is like what I'm trying to do here. Like, I feel like it just needs to be longer than six months for most people. You're right? such Some a little brat. Why am I a brat? Because last time you did like six months and that's what you decided on. So that's not even true that you don't like six months. Well, I liked six months when I added in more like structured group calls with me. Mm -hmm. But if we keep the container as is, then I think 12 months is a really nice pace because I feel like a lot of people sign up for this type of program tend to move a little bit more slowly. Mm -hmm. Which I think that's fair about 10K months. I feel like they tend to move like a little bit more slowly at first, just because Mm -hmm. they're kind of getting their feet wet, figuring things out. So I feel like 12 months is a really nice amount of time just to know that like that's there. Plus the other thing is I'm trying to get my master classes and group programs and courses on an annual rotation. So they'll always launch the same time of year. So that's also nice that within the year you would get access to a round of everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, I guess I could do six months. I don't know. You don't have to do six months. I'm just giving you a hard time because last week you wanted to do six months. Yeah. Listen, I think that you're making a great point in terms of level setting expectations and knowing that like it is going to take time to get to a certain point and like here, you know, here's the container and the resources to do that and like being transparent about that because again, I think it's like what's not happening in our space right now is that It's like, oh, no, you just get in this container with me for two weeks and then, like, all your dreams come true, sort of. It'll be so weird. Right. Mm -hmm. There's something to be said for, like, being transparent about the fact that, like, getting off the ground is going to take a little bit of time and here's the container to help you do that. Well, I feel like that's the thing. I feel like for the first six months, people just need to get over their mindset stuff and, like, actually trust the process. And then the last six months is, like, actually doing the work. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So 12. 12 it is. Do you feel sick now? Like you want to change your mind again or you feel good? No, I feel good. I mean, I feel, I also feel like 12 months almost feels like kind of like mastermind vibes in a way, like, you know, which I like that aspect for people. And also the people who have been in the program for a year now, like I know all of them, like I know what's going on in their business. Like it's just a lot easier. I feel like to really kind of connect with people when they've been with you for a while. Okay, good. Done. 12 months with all programs. Yep. I like that. I'll need to make some little mini decisions on what's included, but I can figure that out later just in terms of call structure. Yeah. I think we have a little time on that because obviously we're, we're doing it for Black Friday, but I do think like the, the sooner the better. So you can get these three <laughs> or – yeah whatever sales pages kind of like condensed, combined, clear for your team, all of those things. Yeah, that sounds good. And then I guess last but not least is legacy. Okay. How are you feeling? Mm, I don't know. Just kind of back and forth on that one as well, as always. I feel like you seem a little like meh about it. Um... Like, I know that I want to do that. And like, I closed down inner circle so that I could do legacy. Yeah. And that was like a 
very scary slash painful decision in many ways where I was afraid of like disappointing a bunch of people. And yeah, now I just feel really happy that I did that. But also like I have so many people who want it and like they've told me like, tell me when legacy is out. Like I'm for sure signing up. And a lot of these are people who are or were in inner circle or just, you know, private clients, previous private clients, whatever. But I think I just want to figure out what exactly that's going to look like. Well, you just don't want to like replicate the same thing right. that you closed down basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And then the other thing I'd even considered was like, maybe legacy needs to be a one-on-one program, mm-hmm. but it's just called legacy. Okay. But just that one has really resonated with me for a while that like dropped in in like February or January or whatever. Yep. Okay. Tell me what you're thinking about the one-on-one piece. Well, I thought that maybe like just a really intensive six month one-on-one program could really set people up really well. And then they don't really need me anymore. Like they can kind of run off into the sunset if they want to kind of retain me for like boxer support or a monthly one-on-one call. They can do that, but it's just like a really six month deep dive into setting up everything. Mm -hmm. I think the mastermind aspect also could work, but legacy is for people who are already at seven figures. So it's also just figuring out like, what do people want at that level? And I think for so long, I've only really done masterminds. So maybe people have just signed up for that because that was the only option. Yeah, totally. But I'm wondering, maybe it needs to be something different moving forward. Well, let's step back from that for two seconds and say like, I know that this is undecided, but like, are we, we're also building this for potential baby. Yeah. Yes. So how does that impact that? Like when you think about the intensive one-on-one, like does that still feel delicious as it relates to that? Or is that where that decision gets hard? No, I think that still feels doable because that's like a six-month container. So I can time that the way that I want to. I also don't feel uncomfortable like taking a maternity leave or setting expectations up front. Like, hey, I'm expecting a child at this point. So if we decide to work together, there's going to be X number of weeks or months pause. So I don't feel weird about that. I know I can do that. No, I think that's fine. I just mean more in terms of like your timeline or like your time commitment. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Time commitment, I still feel good about that. It's definitely like more profitable for me to do things in groups. So, I mean, a private client might pay me 15K a month, but in Millionaire for that same number of hours, I would make 45K. Yep. So like private at this point is like literally not worth my time, but I also enjoy doing it with the right clients. So, and it's both like, I have a lot of clients who tell me they only ever want to work with me in groups because they love the kind of mastermind spaces that I facilitate. And like, they like learning that way and from other people's questions. And I have some people who I think would love to work with me privately, but that just previously wasn't an option. So I hear both. Why don't you go to the like handful of people or however many it is that are telling you I want legacy and ask them like what they want? I've heard both. Not that we have to build it for them, but you know what I mean? They're saying both. Yeah. I think that the biggest thing that's going to make legacy different from inner circle is there is going to be an income requirement. So I think people are really happy to be in a mastermind when there's a seven figure plus income requirement just to get in the door. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think what happened with inner circle is just because I'd been running it for so long, like people could get in at like 20 K months or 30 K months. And then there were people who were at like 300 K months and it was just a disconnect. Yeah, totally. So I think that's going to be the kind of differentiator there. Well, I think ultimately like they're going to be excited about whatever you're excited about is what you're saying yeah. because they kind of want both and it's kind of not feeling like a pull one way or the other. But I think it's maybe like yeah. for you to decide because your audience always gets on board with whatever you're really excited about. And so I think like yeah. you maybe need to like shift that energy a little bit. Not that you're feeling completely yeah. blah about it. I think just it feels like I know I want this thing, but I just have no idea what it looks like. And I think landing that first for you yeah. above anything else is kind of the thing right now. I think one thing that is definitely clear to me is that there's going to be more of like a teaching or consulting element to legacy that wasn't present in previous programs. So just like teaching like more specifically and like creating more specific projects that they need to nail to kind of create that legacy business that we want to talk about in the program. 
So I think that could be done in like a hybrid group slash one-on-one program. An idea I had, yeah. I had even floated with Paul is it seems like sometimes with masterminds, it's like mostly a mastermind plus a one-on-one add-on. And I'm wondering if legacy should only almost flip that and be like mostly a one-on-one plus a mastermind add-on. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, I mean, obviously I'm partial to that, you know, cause I have had a similar experience yeah. that I think is really valuable for people. I think like they want the group connection, but I think that like, that's not, especially when you're at a certain point in your business, that's not always the thing you can prioritize the most. So if you're getting some of that, right. it's really nice. But I think sometimes it's hard to prioritize that all the time. For sure. Yeah. But I think that was kind of like the idea I kept coming back to the most. I just never really fleshed that out. But I think that's where I'm starting to land. Well, I mean, you have time on that. We're talking December. It's just so different from what I previously done. Yeah. Super different. But I think that that also is scratches both itches and you're saying you're hearing both from people. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I think the big thing for you is just not to make it feel like there's a a huge in-person commitment too. I think that was another part of inner circle that was getting really tough. And so I think like that need isn't as great when they're also getting you one-on-one and stuff. So I think that that makes a lot of sense here too. Yeah. So I think I'll still have like add on events that people can choose to come to, but it won't be program specific. And like, if you want to come, you can come. Yeah. But it's not a core part of the program. Like what if there's like monkeypox outbreak and then there's like another pandemic, you know, I can't, I can't go through that (laughs) twice. (laughs) Totally. And again, also if we're talking about the potential of a baby, I think that that's different. Like it's one thing to commit to hosting quarterly events or something like that, but it's another to have multiple events for multiple programs. And like that, that becomes really unsustainable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, I think I feel much better with kind of committing to a mostly one-on-one with a group add-on. I feel like that's what I wanted to do. I just didn't know what it would look like. So I was trying to renegotiate with myself. Yeah, totally. I mean, we can continue to talk about all the specifics, but I think like Again, for like Accelerator, for Legacy, as long as you're landed on like this is the general vibe, the rest is easier to figure out and you can at least feel clear moving forward. So your brain is on to solving a new problem because you've been solving those problems in your head over and over and over. And we can just put that to bed and be like new problem is getting ready for this next launch, getting ready for like the sprint towards the end of the year, actually doing some fucking selling. Still cute though. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine. I actually did set a goal. No fucking way. You asked me to set a goal for this. I did. I think it's a fun one. I think you're going to like it. Okay. Tell me. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Two million in six months. I think that would be fun. Okay. I think that's very like, I mean, I feel like that's a good one because it's like, a stretch in the sense that like you just having a goal and going after it is a whole thing, but it's also like a very doable one. Yeah. I think, I think we can definitely do that. Okay, great. Does that feel juicy to you? I think so. I feel good about that. Or are you just setting it? Cause I asked you to set it. No, I like that number. That's kind of like okay. what I landed on. I was going to say one and a half and six, but that kind of feels Me. very easy for me. So I thought two and six would be good. Done. Okay. So one thing I want to kind of wrap up with here is this idea of Sabrina setting the goal for 2 million in six months. So I really feel like it's great for her to have goals again, but I think we're going to have to do a lot of work around this because once you're at a certain point, the money is it's a good goal, but it's less exciting than we kind of initially feel like it is at the beginning. So once you're making over a certain amount in your business, like, yes, it's fun to hit these bigger goals, but it's not dramatically changing your life at that point. And so it can feel a lot harder to kind of really anchor in and attach to these goals. This is not necessarily something where you're just going to see her set it and forget it. This is something we're probably going to have to keep coming back to over and over again to anchor into because it's not like that goal of that first 10K month where it feels like so necessary and like, you know, you can just taste the difference that it would make in your life and experience and investments. And so this really isn't that. And so again, one of those things where it's like, 
nice problem to have, but still a challenge. And so just note that and note that we will probably keep coming back to that often because as you get bigger and your goals get bigger, you have to sometimes work even harder to feel connected to them. And that's okay. It's just part of the process you'll see unfold this season. I'm proud of you for setting that. Good job. Okay, great. So we just made all these decisions. And so now the rest of the time is just actually seeing them through. Easy peasy. Done. Okay. I'm going to send you all this. Thank you. I love you. Proud of you. Love you too. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review each month. I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business, but are short on time, then you are going to want to opt into my private podcast feed back pocket business mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to a lituplife.com forward slash back pocket to dive in.